everybody, this is John Fenn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. And I hope you're joining us uh, here. YouTube has instituted some new things here, so it's not, not as easy to upload just a video and then work on it. They have a live setting, so that's what I'm doing. C-W-O-W-I.org. Uh, we're a worldwide house church network. If you visit there, you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out every Friday and uh, by email. And uh, from there, that's where we put our conferences, uh, our Zoom meetings, things of that nature. So sign up for the weekly thoughts. Go to cwowi.org. We're all about discipleship. But today I was led to share about how the Lord taught me about holiness. Now, if you've been following me for a while or you know my story, um, you know, he told me when I was a teenager, uh, the father did, that I was called to be a seer. But nothing really happened until April of 1986. And uh, it was during that time that the Lord first started appearing to me, visiting me, uh, both in April of 86 and then in October of, eight, of 86 as well. This, what I'm about to share today, happened in 1989, and it has stayed with me, even though it was over 30 years ago. Um, <clears throat> but it was how the Lord taught me about holiness. And uh, the, when our children were younger, uh, and my wife and I had the energy, when we'd put the kids to bed, uh, we would most often then uh, spend some time in prayer, an hour or so in, in just prayer and worship. And it was during those times that I would be in the Spirit, and the Lord would come and teach me. And oftentimes, He taught me about different things that were, I, I'm convinced, were to rearrange some of my theology, uh, so to speak. And uh, because I, I learned so much, and I wrote about that in the book, Pursuing the Seasons of God, that records some of the first three years of those visitations. Now, when he comes to me, it's often about what he's doing in the body of Christ or something prophetic in the world and, and things of that nature. Uh, but but this one night, we Barbara and I had been uh, worshiping, and then she went on to bed. When she went to bed, uh, I was seated on our love seat. We had a sofa and a love seat, you know, set in like an L position. And I sat down on the love seat on the short one, and I was in the spirit. And so that means that I saw both the Lord and his realm and the angels that were with him, as well as our own, my own area in the natural. Uh, sometimes when you're in the spirit, all you see is the spirit realm. Uh, but there are some times where you're just both. It's like a, a it's like a parallel universe. Things are just uh, side by side or, or overlapping one another. And that's the way this was. So as I sat down on the sofa, even though I'm in the spirit, I can still see uh, the, the sofa and the love seat in our, in our living room. And the Lord came and sat down on the sofa so that, so that in that L shaped, he was like in the corner on the sofa and I was here on the love seat and he was right here towards the edge. And he put his arm up on the, the side of the, of the sofa. And um, as he did so, uh, he, there was a stack of, of magazines right to his right, uh, and they were secular magazines, you know, things like National Geographic and things of that nature. And I remember thinking, oh, I wish there had been like a, a Christian magazines and books and a Bible there. But he took that and he went through the first, uh, the top page, and he went like this. He just flipped through it like that. Um, and when he did that, if in the natural, if you were to look at it, you just saw a bunch of magazines sitting there. But in the spirit, that's what he was doing. That's what I saw him do. And there was a moment of pause there, a long moment. And it made me a little uneasy. And I said, Lord, because he didn't say anything. He just kept looking down after he'd flipped through that top uh, magazine. And I said, does this offend you? And he said, it, it doesn't matter whether it offends, or he said, it's not 
whether it offends me or not, it's that there's no life in these pages. And then he said this, he said, I want to teach you about holiness. And when he said that, suddenly I found myself standing in front of him. He was still seated on the, on the sofa and I was standing before him. But out his, the pupils of his eyes, pencil thin, pencil lead thin, were just streams of liquid love. It was like water, but it was like liquid love. And it went right into my eyes and it went down on the inside of me. And, and then uh, it, it, there was so much of it that it formed a wave of water between us so that it was clear, but it was, it was like a giant wave of water and it extended about 50 or 60 feet on either side, 20 or 30 meters uh, on either side. And then just uh, almost as high, 20 feet or so, 30 feet as high, uh, you know, three, four, five meters tall. And it was like breaking at the top. It was like a, an ocean wave at the top, but it just stayed there. And so there was so much of this liquid love coming out into my eyes and then just like piled up in this wave, you know, and I knew it was gaining momentum. I knew I was going to get wet, but it went on the inside of me. And, and when it did that, it was like, it was like it was bringing to the surface all the dross, all the junk, all the things in my life that I were, was arguing against the love of God. In fact, I'll share one of them, and the, the one that I share that I, I remember most distinctly, it was that came floating out of me was, you can't love me because my, my dad, my father abandoned me and rejected me. And I, I saw this coming up out of me, and I saw it coming out as a sentence Again, this is 1989, and, and so, you know, our technology was not as advanced, but I saw this coming up out of me. It was like the water was forcing this to the surface and out, and it went to this wall of water, and each letter separated from the sentence and became and went throughout this, you know, like I said, 20 meters wide and, and 10 meters tall or so, uh, you know, 30 feet by 60 feet or so, and and then each letter separated into what today we'd call pixels. Back then, that was an unknown term, at least for me. And it's like like you, the 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 letter Y in you can't love me because my father left me and abandoned me. That letter that letter Y just broke up into lots of little dots, and then it all got absorbed into that wall of water. And and this this happened. This was such. It was like a an amazing an amazing thing that just kept going. And then suddenly. Suddenly, I knew I was going to get wet, and I saw the sides curl in. The sides curled in just like an ocean wave, but they were vertical. And the horizontal top part, and it came in together, and then went right into me, and just exploded in me like a wave of water of love. And I just knew I was so loved, and so, so it's like anything. I couldn't come up with an argument against that love. I was helpless against that love. And, and as I did that, did that, suddenly I was in the Spirit, and suddenly I was in heaven. It's like, imagine yourself at Wembley Stadium. Imagine yourself at the big stadium in Berlin. Imagine yourself at the Los Angeles Coliseum where you've got 100,000 or 200,000 people. And it's like down on the in front was the father in his throne with the cherubs and the, the rainbow and like a mist and, and everything around the throne and Jesus standing next to him. And all these people were all around me, except that it wasn't 100,000 or 200,000. It was like millions and millions of people. But my eyesight was such that, that even though I was distance away, it, it was like I could be there. And, you know, I saw like I was in the front row, even though physically or, or in the spirit, I was, you know, far back. And and I remember looking around at, at just, you know, after that water had hit me, it was like there was nothing between me and Jesus. There was no argument. There was no, uh, there was no thing that I could come up with against his love for me. Uh, there was, an, I couldn't fight against it. 
And so as a result of that, I realized that his love for me was so pure, so transparent. He had no ulterior motives towards me. He had no no designs. He didn't present himself one way, but was thinking another. I realized that that love for me was so pure, so absolute. There was no nothing to impeach it, nothing to impede it, nothing to to fight against it. It was so pure. There were no ulterior motives, no no lie to it. It was just truth. It was just boom. You are so loved, absolutely. So when I stood there, I, I stood there and I, I looked at a person, and I, I didn't know details, but I just knew that at some point in their life they had lied or they had told a half truth or they had had slighted another to make themselves look better or they had manipulated people and and uh, and then I re- looked at another person I realized the same thing and looked at another person and suddenly it was like one of those movie scenes where just the scenes all pass I looked at like everybody there and everybody there had at one time or another lied or misconstrued things or pre- presented things in the best light for the purpose they were telling they had ulterior motives to something and then I looked all around and then I looked at the father and I looked at the lord jesus and they were the only ones who had never told a half truth or misrepresented themselves or had an ulterior motive towards another. And that holiness and that pureness just just hit me. That transparency of honesty, of of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, meekness, kindness, all those things that make up the Father God and the Lord Jesus. And it just struck me that it was so pure, so intense. And suddenly I was back in the living room standing before Jesus. And I said, oh Lord, you are worthy to be worshipped. You are worthy because you're the the one who is the most pure. You you've never had a, an ulterior motive where you've thought evil of someone or or presented a half truth or or used somebody to to forward yourself or to promote yourself. You are holy and you are righteous and you are good. And he looked at me and he said this. He said, "This transparency is the essence of holiness." And then he paused. And I knew, I knew he was talking about himself, this transparency. That is that he is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, meekness, kindness. That he is love. He is light in whom there is no darkness at all. He, every good gift comes down from the Father. Uh, and there's no variableness, nor, nor even a hint of shade to his character. I knew that he was talking about him when he said, this transparency is the essence of holiness and of our holiness. And then he turned to me, and I knew he was talking about me. He said, that transparency is the essence of holiness. And I knew for me, from that moment on, I was, what, 30 years old. And at that moment on, not that I had ever been a manipulative person or anything like that, but I had, you know, young man, 20s and 30, you know, I had aspirations. I had, at that time, I still thought, you know, being on TV was the height of, of ministry or something like that, or having a private jet or something. You know, the the, the foolishness of youth. And, 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 and I realized Jesus really is like Matthew 11, you know, 27 through 29 through 30 says there that I am meek and lowly of heart. Come and learn of me. I really understood Jesus is meek and lowly of heart because he is so pure and, and so absolute in purity and intensity of love for us. And, and that, and that, that transparency, that what you see is what you get, that honesty, that not using somebody. That's how I've lived my life though, these 30 some years now. Next, later this month, I'll be 63 as I'm recording this. And, uh, that's an amazing thing to me that to, to continue to live like that, to only think, uh, only, only motive is to another person's good, to another person's discipleship in Christ, to be that pure. That's, that's how I've learned about holiness. That holiness in the heart, 
that desire to be pure and, and transparent and walk in that love, joy, peace, long-suffering, that is what leads to what the Bible calls, the New Testament calls godliness. That is a godliness is a quality of life that says you are transparent, you are pure, you're not going to use somebody, abuse somebody, misrepresent yourself, push yourself forward, you truly walk in love. And that's how the Lord taught me about holiness. Um, it's, it's, it's not about how, how you wear your hair or what kind of outfit you wear uh, or anything like that. It's a desire to be like him, to, to, to emulate the Lord Jesus who was holy, who is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. It is a desire to walk in that and so that my life may reflect that holiness, that transparency. I'm not talking about telling secrets and, and sharing everything about your life being so transparent you share private things. That's not it at all. But it's a transparency of motive. It's a transparency of character. That You look at a person and say, that is a good person. That is an honest person. That is a person who what you see is what you get. That is a person who will not use me. That is a person who's not trying to promote themselves. That is a person who's not trying to lift themselves above another. That's godliness. That's the character of holiness. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. Um, go to uh, cwowi.org. Sign up for my weekly thoughts. Follow the instructions in there to add us into your address book. And there in my weekly thoughts, my e-newsletters, uh, my monthly newsletters, where I put prophetic words, our conferences, where we're going to be, our Zoom web meetings, and things of that nature. All right, hope it's been a blessing to you. God bless. Bye-bye.